Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Chizuk Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Rabbi Jack Abramowitz filling in for Naftali Harmon. Thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on this Yom Kamishi, the fourth day of the month of Shvat. Thank you to our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support and whose names are prominently listed in the OU Daily email. To sponsor future programs, please visit ou.org slash call. Please note that the deadline to submit a sponsorship for Monday's program is Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. On behalf of the OU, it is my distinct honor to welcome to the Daily Call and to introduce Rabbi Akiva Males of the Young Israel of Memphis in Memphis, Tennessee, to share Debre Chizuk, which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Males slowly reciting our four daily chapters of Tehillim, Prakim Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Kuf Chaf Aleph, and Kuf Lamed, chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. This will be followed by the Mishaberach Lacholim with a significant pause. We will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. Bikavod, with great honor, Rabbi Mails. Hi, good afternoon, everyone. It's Rabbi Akiva Mails in Memphis, Tennessee, and I feel honored to share some words of Torah with you today. I want to share with you a thought that pertains to this week's Parsha, Parsha's bow that we'll soon read. We're all familiar with the fact that Shlomo Amalek, King Solomon, in writing his Megillah of Koheleth, the book of Ecclesiastes, he famously taught, Ein kol chadosh tachas Hashemesh. There's really nothing new under the sun. I want to share with you an idea on this week's Parsha that really illustrates this point. One of the last mitzvahs, the last commandments that the Jewish people had to observe before they left Mitzrayim, the land of Egypt, was the idea of going to their Egyptian neighbors and asking for reparations for all their years of slave labor. The Torah tells us that Hashem, God speaks to Moshe, and it says, I want you to please speak to the Jewish people. Every Jewish man and woman is to ask their local Egyptians for reparations, for gold, for silver, payback for all their years of slavery. And in the very next chapter in Parakia Bays in 12, we're told that's exactly what they did. It says, They did exactly what Moshe asked them to do, and they went and asked for the gold and asked for the silver. And the verse says, Vayashilum, the Egyptians gave them these items, Vayinatsluat Mitzrayim, and the Jews emptied out Egypt. Rashi says they left it Kimitsula She'en Bodagim. They left it like a pond with no fish. They were so efficient in terms of asking for payback, asking for reparations, all the silver and all their gold, they left with that. A couple of years ago, I saw a fascinating article in the Jewish Daily Forward, that famous Jewish newspaper, and the name of the, the title, rather, of the article was Egyptian Scholar Planning a Lawsuit Over Exodus Gold. You can't make this up. The article goes on to talk about how a prominent Egyptian legal scholar is preparing a lawsuit against Jews around the world over gold allegedly stolen in biblical times during the Jewish exodus from Egypt. Let me just read you a couple lines from this article. So this is this professor, his name is Nabil Hilmi. Calling the alleged heist the greatest fraud history has ever known, Hilmi said that he and a number of Egyptian jurists will sue the Jews of the world for these lost treasures, the value of which Hilmi estimates in the trillions of dollars. A little later in the article, Hilmi said that while the defendants would not be able to repay the debt in full, Jews around the world, particularly Israelis, should pay their fair share. He's quoted as saying, there may be a compromise solution. 
The debt can be rescheduled over 1,000 years with the addition of the cumulative interest during that period, end quote. The article goes on to say, Hilmi did not specify where he planned to file suit, but should the case ever reach a courtroom, Alan Dershowitz, a Harvard Law professor and author of The Case for Israel, told the foreword, here's the quote from Professor Dershowitz, I'd be happy to defend the Jews. Calling Hilmi a clown, who obviously knows only a little bit of law, Dershowitz said that the scholar's ridiculous suit invites a countersuit from Jews over reparations for their enslavement in Egypt. Such a countersuit, Dershowitz said, could also be calculated into trillions of dollars and would expose the oppressive life the Jews led under Egyptian slavery. Fascinating article. I don't know if this case ever did come to court, but that's what happened. Professor Dershowitz said, bring it on. If you should try to sue the Jews, we'll countersuit. And we'll say, well, what are you going to do for us? We were slaves in Egypt for hundreds of years. Where is our back pay, the reparations? Could you imagine what that sum must be? I looked at this article. At first, I was amused. And then it hit me as Shlomo Amalek, as King Salman said, Ein There's nothing new under the sun. The Gemara the Talmud famously teaches us in Sanhedrin and Sadi Aleph on page 91a, an incredible incident that I want to share with you. The Gemara tells us that in the days of Alexander the Greek, the Egyptians actually brought such a case before Alexander and his court. And they said, we want to sue the Jewish people because the Jewish people left Egypt and they took all of our gold and all of our silver. And the source of that is their Bible. So the Gemara tells us that there was a Jew living in, in Israel at the time. His name was Gevia ben Pesisa. He was not one of the famous sages. He was just an everyday Jew. And he asked the rabbis at the time, can you please let me defend B'nai Yisrael? Let me go to court. This way, he says, it'll, it'll reflect excellent on us. If I win, you could say, look, a commoner was able to win the case. And if I lose, then you've got another shot because you can say, okay, he lost. He wasn't one of our great sages. Let us send one of our sages to defend. And the rabbis agree. They send Gavia ben Pesisa before Alexander the Great and his court to defend the Jewish people. And what does Gavia say? Gavia asks the Egyptians, what are you basing this on that we took all your gold and silver? And they said, it's in your Torah. It's in your Bible. It says, oh, you're going to our Torah? Let's see what else is in our Torah. That same Torah that says we took all of your gold and silver, that same Torah says, It says that we dwelt in the land of Egypt for 430 years. Hundreds of years of that were filled with back-breaking slave labor. So Gavia says, if you're going to our book, that same book says we were slaves for hundreds of years, and we were never paid, we'd like some back pay. We'd like reparations. The Gemara concludes by saying that Alexander was very impressed with Gavia's countersuit, and he says to the Egyptian delegation, Mu, what's your response? They said, we'd like three days to prepare. They left to prepare, and they never returned. At that point, Alexander says the case is settled. There's no, there's no claim against the Jewish people. That's how the Gemara concludes. And I was fascinated because I'm looking at this story in the foreword from a couple years ago, and this is the same piece of history repeating itself. The Egyptians coming up with this idea that they're going to make a claim against the Jewish people for all the gold and silver that we took, and we're going to read about it this week's Parsha. And Gavia ben Pesisa, his approach, that's the same approach that Alan Dershowitz was talking about. A countersuit, saying, oh, you're looking at the Bible, you're looking at the Torah, let's see what else it says there. So if you're going to go there, it's not going to bode well for you, Egyptian delegation.
in the in the Gemara we saw how it plays out, and in the forward, the pages of the forward, we saw the same idea being played out thousands of years later. That's what Shlomo Amalek, King Solomon taught. Ein chadash tachat There's nothing new under the sun. I just want to conclude by saying something very positive. Not only is this an idea which can cause us all to smile and to realize the genius of this Gavia ben Pesisa is being played out thousands of years later by Professor Dershowitz, and the same case is being played out once again. But there's another reason why we should smile. Ein chadash tachat There's nothing new under the sun. Last Shabbos in shows all over the world, we made a special blessing talking about how the new month of Shabbat was going to be coming. And we're currently in the beginning of the new month of Shabbat. And we recited, Nisha Asa Nisim Lavosenu, Oh God, here's a God who's performed great miracles for our ancestors. V'golo Sameh Abdus Lecherus. You redeemed them from slavery to freedom. Hu Yigalo Sanu Bekarov. Please, redeem us again very soon. V'kabetz Nidacheno Me'arba Kanfos and in gather all of our scattered people from the four corners of the world. We said to Hashem, you've done that before. We know what you're capable of. Do it again. Ein chadash tachas Hashem, there's nothing new under the sun. And we're saying with confidence, while we might doubt sometimes, what could that ingathering of exiles look like? What could redemption look like? What we can say is we've seen it before. As a people, we experienced it before. Our ancestors told us about it. Our great-grandmothers, our great-grandfathers, they were there. They told us about it. Hashem, we know what you're capable of. We want to see it again. We know that there's nothing new. You've done it before. You're capable of doing it again. Please let that happen soon. And when we see uh, an incident like this playing itself out, it gives us that confidence to know that history repeats itself and we can't wait till history repeats itself again and we experience the ultimate ge'ula, the ultimate redemption for which we've been praying for so many years and that we continue to pray for daily. Having said all that, we're going to recite some Tehillim, some Psalms. As Rabbi Abramowitz said, we're going to recite four. We'll start with Tehillim, the Psalm in Perakhaf, that's chapter 20. I'll recite that slowly and please feel free to say that along with me. Lam natseach mizmor le David, yancha donai biyom sarah, yisagevcha shem Elohe Yaakov, yishlach ezrecha mikodesh, metzion yisateka, yizkorkom inchatsecha, v'yolascha yedash nasella, yitain lecha chilvavecha, v'chalatzascha yimalei, neranena v'yishuasecha, v'shem Eloheinu nitkov, Adonai Hoshia, Hamelech Ya'aneinu, V'yom Kareinu. The next parak, the next chapter of Tehillim of Psalms we'll recite is Chafgimel 23. Mizmor David, Adonai Roi Lo Echzar, Minos Desher Yarbitseini, Almei Menuchos Yenahaleini, Nafshi Yishovev, Yancheini, B'magle Tzedek L'man Gam ki elech begei tzalmoves, lo yirara ki atai modi, shiftecha mishantecha, hima yinachamuni, taroch lefonai sholcha, neged zorirai, 
ایشان تا به شمن روشی کسی روایا اختاب خسد یه دفونی کل یه میخیای بشفتی به غیص ادنای The third psalm we'll recite this morning, or this afternoon rather, is Hillim Kufchaf Aleph 121. Shilamala <laughs> Hine lo yonum velo yishan shomer Yisrael Adonai shomrecha Adonai tzilchal yad yeminecha Yomam Hashem eshlo yakeka Aviareach ba'aloyla Adonai yishmar chamikara Yishmar es nafshecha Adonai yishmar tzilchal voecha Neata v'yadolam and the final parak, the final chapter of Tehillim of Psalms we'll recite this morning is Kuf Lamed. That's 130. Yisrael We'll now recite a Mishabeirach for Cholam, a special prayer for all those who are in need of the healing. I'll pause when we get to the part of inserting the names, and that'll give 30 seconds for everyone to include any name of anyone that you know of who is in need of a healing from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from God Almighty. Mishabeirach Avoseinu Avram Yitzchak V'Yakov Moshe Aaron David Shlomo Bavur shanachnu mispalulim bavuram Bizkarze hakadosh baruchu imalei rachamim aleihem Lachlimam l'rapasam lachzikam lachiyosam Yishlach l'meiru rufua shalema Mina shamayim l'cholei vareihem l'cholgideihem Bizoch shacholei Yisrael Rufua tanefesh rufua tagov Hashavagalov izman kariv Vinomar amein and we'll conclude this afternoon by reciting Achenu. Achenu, Kobes Yisrael, Hanisunima Tzorov HaShivya, Homdim Ben Baya, Muven Baya Bosha, Makom Yirachem Aleihem, Biyotiyem Yitzorov Lirvacha, Meyafela Leora, Yishibud Legula, Shtabagolov Yitzman Kariv, 
in Omara Maine. Thank you very much for participating. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you so much, Rabbi Mails. Um, we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. This has been Jack Abramowitz filling in for Naftali Herman. Thank you for letting me share this experience with you this week. Naftali will be back in Mirza Shem on Monday. Please join us then at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic. Wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day.